Hello all, and welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 82, and today we'll be talking about fusion cuisine. I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter! Hey! Let's get back to let's get back to the lunars. Let's let's do some lunaring. So today we look at fusion cuisine. Uh storyboarded by Lamar Abrams and Helen Joe. So I'm not I'm not a Doctor Who fan, but do you know much about the Doctor? No, not 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 oh, in the slightest. Well, well, our fans out there, somebody out there has to be a Doctor Who fan, and I I'm pretty sure that Doctor Who doesn't doesn't like Apple, so I'm wondering if Alexandrite not liking doctors and yet supposedly working on an apple farm. I wonder if that was intentional or not. GC, that sounds like a stretch, I'm gonna be honest. Well, I mean, stretching is what we do here. Uh, I, I, I haven't stretched in a while, my back is killing me. But, uh... Hmm. Mostly this episode has a happy ending, I'm pretty sure, uh, pretty sure Connie got to keep watching under the knife. I'm gonna be honest, and I don't think I've said this in a while, I don't, I don't like this episode. (sighs) I, I really, like I really know what you mean. Uh, th- this is one of those episodes where it, it kind of relies on waiting for the waiting for everything to go terribly wrong, and I just don't like episodes that focus on that. Yeah, it's it's very like plot wise or not plot wise, structure wise. It's very very thin. It's very conventional. It's very convenient, is what I call it. Um, but I mean, like. It's it's that convenient plot writing that we get uh, Pygate from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause, cause like even Steven says it. He's like, oh well, I can't bring Garnet because uh, her three dimensional character has flaws of social interaction, and I can't bring Amethyst because her flaws as a character prevent her from being a presentable person, and I can't bring Pearl because of this issue we've just now brought up. That that has contradictions from previous episodes. Yeah, this deep hatred of eating that she has just now revealed. Yeah, like he literally described her as the perfect person to present to Connie, other than the fact that she can't eat. And it's just, I mean, really, they could have counter offered, and maybe they could have gone somewhere. I mean, you know, just problem solving. He hadn't dusted off his conflict resolution skills is the yeah, problem. Like he, he needs to be visiting Mr. Franz for some conflict resolution. I'm just, there are other ways this plot could have gone, but we never would have learned that Alexandrite worked on an apple farm you know, if he had resolved it that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we learned. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and she and Greg met on a roller coaster. <laughs> ha- she was too tall to... <laughs> I, Way I too just... tall to ride. I don't know. I at least we learned Stephen's not a very good liar. Yeah, that's. I I think this episode was a very good representation of how, uh, back in the diggity day of season one, how I don't want to say innocent because he's still pretty innocent, but how much more naive. Yeah, how much more naive he was, and he's just done so much growing. I don't think he, I don't think he's grown a whole lot in like not being naive, but he's definitely. He's more worldly now. Yeah, he's he's more well learned. I guess is the I don't I don't know how to put it. He's not callow anymore. Callow? Yeah, like you you know the in all the fantasy stories, you start off with your callow farm boy, 
and through rigorous trials, he becomes a proper adventurer. Callow? I'm not familiar with that term. Eh. Eh. But yeah, Stephen feel it feels like he not just well okay okay he's he's leveled up some is what you're saying. What I'm saying is, and this might just be the episode because this episode is very very thin. Like you could poke holes in this episode all over because it seems everything happens for convenience. This might as well be a Sweet Life of Zack and Cody episode because <laughs> everything happens for the characters to move the plot along. And I don't like that. I don't like this uh, part of the episode. And we didn't even get to see Alexandra's fusion dance. That would have been the most convenient thing of all. I, I'm i actually upset that we did not get to see Alexandra's fusion dance. I want I want to know what that looks like. I want to know that, what that is. Like That would have been pretty cool. Um, something about Alexandrite that I also have a problem with this episode is the fact that it has her in it. And I am not a huge fan of Alexandrite as a character... Because there isn't a whole lot of her as a character. Yeah, we hardly get to see her as a character. At the very beginning, it sounds like she has her own voice, although that might have been just one of the three crystal gems. I no, no, no. Really I, I, I think it is a different voice actress for Alexandrite than it is for any of the others. Um, it's only when they start infighting that yeah. their own voices start getting added to that. But it's just so disappointing seeing like how interesting... Um, the qualities of like Sugalite and uh, Sardonyx of you mixing these two different personalities and seeing what you get of something completely different while also being of sort of the same. Whereas Alexandra, it's really more of a Gundam. Yeah, Alexandra, like... She's the, Voltron. The only quality I could describe Alexandrite is is just a little abrasive. And other than that, she, nothing yeah. much to it. She is there for war. I guess, but I don't know. But that's that's subscribing to the homeworld view of fusions and not the crystal gem view of humans. Alexandrite can agree with that. I mean, you can rebel against your homeworld and not lose all of your all of the beliefs that you had back when you followed them. True, but uh, I mean, we've this isn't even, I don't even think this is even something I should argue. Like, we see Garnet. She isn't just, like, a war machine. Yeah, clearly, She's... Garnet sees herself as something else. Yeah, and putting Garnet in that mix of a fusion, I would have expected something interesting to come out of it, but I'm not interested mm-hmm. with Alexandrite. She's not interesting as a fusion. Yeah, I, I just don't see how you get Alexandrite when you combine, say, Opal and Garnet. Yeah, I... I mean, she's really, really quiet, and that kind of makes sense, but then if you combine Pearl to Sugalite, you get the same thing, and then it really doesn't make sense. I feel, I like, I can maybe understand where they were coming from, um, going off a perspective of, oh, well, all these, these three personalities put together sort of cancel each other out, which sort of, like, makes this odd balance in a single being, but... Overall, like that, maybe that's realistic. Maybe that's a good scientific way to look at it, that all three personalities balance each other out. But at the same time, that's not interesting storytelling. I don't know, maybe it does make a little bit of sense, because she represents the last of the Crystal Gems now that their charismatic leader is gone. So if she doesn't have an enemy in front of her to fight, she... 
just is completely out of place. It's just like it says in the guidebook. You know, mm. she's there to hurt people, not to go to a dinner party. Uh, so that is true. If we saw her in her element, I think mm. we would all be crowing about how awesome Alexandra is. What do you think her weapon is? The guidebook says all of them. Oh, that's lame. Again, that is lame. Yeah, I, I know. You'd think that they would do something, but they already did all of the combinations they really can. I don't know. I think they really have to make it all of them. It just gives her such versatility as a warrior without adding anything new. I, I see where you're coming from, but also, that's lame. Like, I don't know, but it sounds really awesome on the stat card. You got to admit that all of them. Yeah, it does sound a little impressive, but like we got such cool things, like uh, uh, Sugalite's, um, like flail. And, she can uh, use that. Well, I, I want. She can I, use the flail. She can use the bow. She can use the hammer drill. She just can't combine any of those together into anything else. But I want like, I want like the moba ultimate move thing i want the Mm. weapon to end all weapons no she's like a jace or any other stance based character she's like a jace or in italy the her ultimate is her versatility lame you tell karma she's lame i dare you lame i don't know i okay alexandrite is disappointing to me i'll say that i know a lot of people won't agree with that that, like, there's a lot hidden there. Just going based off of fusion cuisine, I certainly understand why you would think that. But, again, we just have to see her in battle. I think mm-hmm. I think that'll help. Yeah, I... I... Yeah, I guess. I, I'm sorry I'm so flustered. I just... This, this episode, it's really hard to put into words. It's mostly disappointment. That there was a lot of potential here. And that I feel like it didn't play well to the universe um functions or to like the like and i'm not gonna say like to the formula because like i i don't think this show should have a formula there's no real formula to the show it's when the episodes start getting formulaic that we start being disappointed in them like Houseguest, and to a lesser extent here but this feels like every other like early 2000s show of just why do why why do connie's parents need to meet um, a mother, well, because of a, a misunderstanding, because Connie communicated, uh, unthoroughly. Uh, why can't he take the one who's perfectly capable of acting like a mom? Oh, because of this one thing we're bringing up right now. Um. Yeah, I mean, considering how the Maheshwarans were comfortable with the monster, you know, stomping over the horizon, you'd think they would be fine with, fine with, oh, Pearl is from an immortal race of rock people who doesn't need to eat, so... She's just gonna sit here and chill with us. Yeah, that's another thing that like isn't isn't explained. Of just uh, Connie says, "Oh no, uh, you can't bring all three of your uh, crystal gems because my my mom will get freaked out at magic stuff." Okay, and then she's totally fine. She just rolls with the punches when this what thirty foot woman shows up to dinner. Well, that's. I think and I that know the people in the Steven Universe world are pretty weird about magic. So Connie recognizes all the magic stuff as weird, and she is one of the few people who who does. I mean, you saw how much in stri- how in stride she took the whole shield bubble thing. I, so I think 
I think she only learned to see how weird magic was after repeated exposure to it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I I can't soundly take that as an explanation for this episode, though. I just... Remember in Nightmare Hospital, Dr. Mahesh Warren uh, is checking for vital signs on a gem mutant. Yeah. It's like, there there is a veil that she can't quite pierce. I'm telling yeah. you, there has there, to be. There's definitely... what The most I'll say about it is there's definitely something a little bit off about uh, people's perception of magic. And like many people have covered it, I think we've covered it once, of what we think about how the rest of the world views the crystal gems and their magic. Probably in, probably when we did Nightmare Hospital. Yeah, probably when we did. No, I think I think Nightmare Hospital, it was just me going on and on about how much I didn't like Dr. Mahesh Warren. No, I know, I know Ken and I talked about it. I'm pretty mm, sure. Maybe. But yeah, overall, this episode disappoints. Lamar... And Helen, what happened? What happened, man? They can't all be winners. That's true. But at the same time, come on. I, just, I don't know. But there were some positives. There were definitely some positives. Um, Stephen had a extremely tiny tie, and that made me giggle. <laughs> it's a tiny little tie. It's so cute. I liked the crab the shack sign this was such a cute little crab it was adorable and then in the maheshwaran household by the phone they have a cup from another crab restaurant i think they really like seafood (laughs) what an odd thing i didn't even notice that what an odd detail yeah people have pointed out the cup in the house and (laughs) you know oh you know they revealed peridot's you know giant robot to us you know, so long ago, and it's like, no, it doesn't really look like the robot, but it doesn't look like the Crab Shacks uh, <laughs> thing either. It's a different crab restaurant, which makes sense, because they do not live in Beach City. So why would they frequent a restaurant in Beach City? Can you imagine the conversation happening at the Crooniverse Studios involving this one cup of somebody like putting the logo of a crab shack on, I was like, "Hey, what, what? Why isn't it that crab shack? We already have that crab shack." Well, because like they're out of town, they wouldn't use that crab shack <laughs> cup. Well, I mean, like we already have it in universe. So what are we just like making two crab shacks now? I mean, I guess we're trying to make an end of universe. Yeah, but we already have. The, there's, it's useless. It's no reason. But like, we gotta establish a certain amount of uh, like uh, continuity that they live out of town. But also, this crab, like, this could be a chain restaurant. Ah! And then somebody's head explodes. Yeah, that, that someone would be me. <laughs> uh. We just blew Hunter's mind. <laughs> me and the Crooniverse. Tag team effort. Wouldn't be the first time. So, I'm not, I'm not sure how much thought was even, even put into that, but that's, that's the explanation I'm going with. It, it, it fits too perfectly to not use. You know what? Looking back at all the small details like that... And at how the structure of this episode flows. I guess I'm starting to notice. I feel like this episode was just a... Oh, just just do it. was whatever. Just, I mean, why not episode, you know? Like, they just, like, sort of... I don't want to say they just slapped a story together. But it feels like when it came to important pieces of this episode, they were just like, eh, like, whatever, man. Just do, just do whatever. Like, okay... I think for just like for for just 
laughs and giggles. Stephen was putting cheese balls on a cake. First off, Stephen was making a cake. And he was putting cheese balls on this cake. Yeah. That was silly. And I loved it. But, like, it really says something about the tone of this episode. That I think the crew universe was just like, yeah, whatever. I do think it's weird that this is the same group that gave us Monster Buddies. But then, of course, they also gave us House Guest and then this. That's, I mean, that that's... That's what you can expect from a show like this that is that isn't chiefly run and written by one person or one select group of consistent people. I mean, even Future Vision kind of felt a little awful, although I think they they had found their footing again. I, I don't know. Mm. Don't know what had gone, but but and then by the time they're doing winter forecast, I mean, I said it when uh when we covered winter forecast that it kind of didn't grab me until it was revealed that he was using the future vision, you know, after after he, yeah, he it, looks at his dad's cape. Yeah, it didn't know, really get out to it, you until you were like, "Oh." Then it grabbed me. Then I'm like, "Oh, there's my hook." That's what <laughs> grabs GC in. Yeah, I This episode makes me sad. It just could have been like his there was a lot of key things that happened here. This this was the first time we ter- first time we met the Mahesh Warrens. This was the first time that we met Alexandrite. And this is the first time we saw any of the Crystal Gems or any of Steven's family interact with any of Connie's family. There's a big thing happening here. This is uh subtly one of the biggest like steps in Connie and Steven's relationship. And I'm not even, like, talking about a relationship relationship. I just mean, like, as two people existing with one another, this is a very big deal. I mean, they live in different cities. Yeah, and I don't feel it was handled the way it should have. And I'd never really thought much of this episode until I went back and watched it today. And I'm just like, I I expected more. I really did. Yeah, like I said, not not my favorite episode. It's it's just of an episode type that makes me uncomfortable uncomfortable to watch. And you know, even on top of that, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's kind of a standard plot lineup. It's not like I could go say, Oh yeah, I remember that episode of SpongeBob, like like they're like with a couple Camp Laszlo episodes or anything, but still it seems conventional. Yeah, I I guess. I guess that's why it was so easy for me to forget that I was disappointed, because it wasn't this this festering, like, God, that episode was awful. It was just, eh. Because there was no, I didn't have any passionate feelings about it. Well, are there any any episodes of Steven Universe where you think it's just awful? I mean, not even Houseguest do I think is awful. I mean, it's bad for Steven Universe, but not <laughs> awful in absolute terms. Yeah, there's no episodes that I think are awful, but there are some episodes where I do feel like a passionate negative feeling about. Mm. Like like Nightmare Hospital. Frickin' Mahesh Warren. And also, uh, uh, what is it? Um, the What's it called? The one with Lars. There the are one, a few episodes with Lars. The, the, you know the one. The one where they fire salt Lars. <laughs> joking victim. Yeah, joking victim. That one. I still stand by the statement that La- that Sadie is far too good for Lars. Yeah. I mean, he kind of had that one coming. Like, that and so much more. Another thing I noted 
that sort of ties in with the uh, just for convenience structure is Greg is very complacent in this whole ordeal. Like he's never once just like, oh, well, uh, maybe we could just like be honest, like a parent should tell his child or, hey, maybe uh, this can work out this way. Like a parent should do or have at least some wisdom for. I know this is Greg we're talking about, but Greg's (laughs) not a bad dad. Greg's a wise guy when he wants to be. And at this point, he's just like, don't worry, we'll figure something out in this crazy conundrum we've worked our way into. I mean, I guess he was figuring that as long as family, friendship, and honesty values and no one gets arrested. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I think Greg was drunk. <laughs> I think he was. I am, I am standing by that. Drunk on love for his son. Yeah, that. That's what it was. Also, something that felt very out of place, I put a note for. Of um, after Garnet hangs up the phone on Miss Mahesh Warren talking about swords, it plays the it plays the drum sound effect. Like, Boo! Did you catch that? I did not notice. Oh my god! It feels so out of place because they don't do it anywhere else. It just comes up once in the episode and then it's gone, which leads me back to why I think this episode was just sort of whatever. They should have played out. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> like I, this was just their episode for like venting their creative angst of like we do it in theater of every like for every show I've been in we've had at least one rehearsal where we just we toss the script aside we forget everything we we memorized and we just we just go we just like halfway improv halfway sticking to the script just like forego what we've been doing and just have fun with it because like it helps i don't know it helps loosen us up it helps us remember like why we're doing this in the first place it helps why, us why the heck are we memorizing the script again oh yeah that's why well no not even not even to like not even to put into us that hey we need to memorize our script because if we don't like this isn't a show it's to have fun really because like we make jokes we make uh, a good time we have fun you know, when you're just like, because impre- you know, a general it's towards the it's always towards the end. So, you know, a general amount of your lines, you know, a general amount of what you're supposed to be saying. So, you know, enough to carry on the scene while still having fun with it and slipping in some jokes every now and then. You know, they can't they can't all be feels trips. Yeah. Like if you're doing like a, a Jane Austen piece, you know, sometimes you want to just let all that go and start talking about butts in an old timey British accent. I guess. <laughs> Sometimes you need that to reinstall yourself with that creativity, you know? Because it, it even doing what you love can get old if you just do the same thing over and over and over again. And this uh, Fusing Cuisine, I think, might have been just a little bit of their playground. This was their nonsense run. Maybe so, but I mean, if it was, don't you think that we would have at least got to see a bit of Under the Knife? You may. Yeah, that That's another thing, yeah. I, I mean, I want to see somebody's legs in his brain. I, I want to know what that looks like now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they got complete creative freedom. I mean, I think they just slipped a few things in to keep themselves entertained and to keep themselves, like, on the top of it. But that's, I mean, it's still stretching. Like, I'm still stretching. I'm, like, I'm totally speculating here. I don't know. But that's that's just me. That's just how I, that's how I see this episode, because it's very disappointing in the way of a normal Steven Universe episode. Well, I think plenty of us agree with you, and especially everybody who had anything to say about Pearl's aversion to eating. Thank you, <sighs> Internet. 
I just, it, it doesn't make sense. It's just put in there for this minor convenience. And now it's something we have to carry with us all this time. And Steven Universe, you are normally so good with keeping consistency. And this one thing. Uh, I, mm. But also, why, before I tangent off again, um, let's talk about Connie. She was kind of a jerk. She was being kind of a jerk. Just a little bit of a, but in, in her defense, Stephen really is not the person you want navigating a complicated social situation. I mean, yeah. you know, I think everything's going pretty well. Yeah, you got a good point. Stephen's definitely not the person you want uh, going along with your plan if it needs to be executed with precision and like complete rightness. Again, he's he's not a good liar, so you don't send him out there to lie to your parents for you. You gotta do that yourself. Yeah, but at the same time, the little quarrel they had when they were going to the restroom, it didn't feel like a simple argument that like these two kids would have have. It felt it felt almost like it was just this this couple who had been in a relationship for a long time and each of them were kinda like sick of each other. Like, Connie didn't even, like, try to, like, make anything right. She didn't try to explain anything. She was like, just whatever. Let's get through the night. Okay, Steven, let's, let's, let's stop talking about apples. And then she goes out there and starts talking about apples. I pick uh, a lane I, here, Connie. God, Connie. Like, Steven doesn't deserve that. Steven's our precious little cinnamon bun. He don't, he don't deserve none of that. I think he can save the world. I think he can, too. I believe in Steven. Do you? We all believe in Steven. I don't know if Connie does. Not when the job is to lie to her parents, no. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, all right. You know, fight fight a bunch of evil gems from Homeworld? Sure, that's Steven's business, but, you know, lying to the Homeworld gems about where the best spot in Beach City to buy a condo? Maybe leave that to the professionals. Yeah. Okay, one last thing about poking holes in the structure. And I swear this is my last one. Let's just hop on a bus without telling anyone. And Steven says, that's a great idea. <laughs> that is most certainly not a great idea. And I think you know that, Steven. I think you know. And I think Connie knows as well. I know Connie I knows. I think the problem, problem with this scene is Steven cannot both propose and enthusiastically agree to the bus idea. So someone's going to have to sound a little silly. I think so, they both sound silly. Well, I mean, Steven's supposed to sound silly, but yeah. someone's going to sound silly in an out-of-character way. You know what the worst part about the scene is? Um, we never get to see the bus driver's face when Alexandrite picks the bus up? No, I think the worst part about this scene is that Connie is standing right in the way of the cutest little crab sign. He's wearing a little baseball cap! It's a crab with a baseball cap. It's so cute. So it's a crab cap he's wearing. Yeah, he's wearing <laughs> he's wearing a crab cap. Mascot of the Crab Shack is wearing a crab cap. Get yours today, nineteen ninety five. Say that five times fast. Exit through the gift shop. But yeah, this this episode was disappointing. It had some it had some cute moments. It had some good moments. Um, all comedy is derived from fear. That was a good uh, line. I want that on a t shirt. And then, of course, Dr. Maheshwaran reveals her tough parenting techniques. And she's talking openly in front of Connie about how she enjoys shutting down her child's objections. Yeah, again, don't like Dr. Maheshwaran. 
She is an awful person. Yeah, maybe maybe she's a little intense. Maybe she gets a little too into it. Maybe. Maybe, you think? Maybe just a, just a just little a bit? Just a smidge. A smidge. A smidge? No. No. I don't think so. Not Mahesh Warren. That is, she is a straight-up cold-blooded killer when it comes to child's dreams. Yes, and fun. I mean, in her defense, Garnet did tell them that they killed each other with swords. That, I don't think that applies, because I think I can get a pretty good read on Dr. Maheshwaran as a person. Like, even without the whole Garnet debacle, like, I remember her from here, I remember her from Nightmare Hospital. Her as a person is this strict, controlling, not like non-understanding person that I just can't get behind. And it is an amazement to me that Connie turned out as well as she did. Hmm. She had Dogcopter to guide her through the tough times. And Under the Knife. Yeah. Good old Under the Knife. We'll never see the mid-season finale. Pre-finale. Pre-finale. Oh, God, Jesus. By the way, I am so glad they introduced that terminology to us. The the mid-season pre-finale. Do you think Steven Universe is going to have a mid-season pre-finale? Well, I mean, we had we we had the Mirror Gem Ocean Gem. That was our mid-season pre-finale, I think. You know what? That is that you're right. You're right. That does fit exactly there. How can it be a finale if it's in the middle of the season? Doesn't make any sense, does it? I, I you got me, man. That's some stone cold logic. Now we'll never have mid-season pre-finales because apparently Steven Universe seasons are 26 episodes now. Oh, they, they like they like laid that down as law now? Yeah, so so now instead of seasons 1, 2, and 3, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, but it's the same episodes. Hmm. Alright, I can dig that. Yeah, alright. Well, I've I've given my spiel. I've given mine. All so, right. uh, everybody, listen to us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm, and I'm Hunter. It's, woo. Yeah. Go team. iTunes and whatever else we're on. I'm not kin. Reviews, please. Thank you. Bye. Later, kiddos. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.